0: Doing some charity event in Edmonton. <laughs> it just turned into this all-out brawl. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something about rage. He had a nickname. He had a nickname. Um Dave. Now Dave's on the head. He hey, had
1: Dave Samenko?
0: Dave Semenko. I don't think it Is- was- Yeah, I don't think it was that. Okay. Um, I don't know then. Oh man. All right. Yeah. Yes, sir. All uh, right. Welcome in to the Jock Market Strategy Show. We're going to get you ready for Thursday night slate. We're going to get you ready for Sunday slate. Hey, we have Thanksgiving stuff to even remind you about for Jock Market because they have you covered. This is where... DFS, this is where fantasy sports has been turned into the stock market. And we give you each and every week an opportunity to dive into NBA, NFL, all the things that we have on site projected for you to use. And the man who will be using these projections and more to give you expert insight information on how to make some money tonight and really over the weekend on jock market, Jeffson House. What's up, my friend? Oh, not too much.
1: Happy Yeah, Canada's finest. That's right. We're just talking hockey before. So now I got hockey on the brain, but yes. we'll switch to football here. Uh, like I said before, I'm very happy to be on. Uh, talking uh, football here with Jock Market. Love the format. Do some NBA shows already. So uh, yeah, ready to dive in for whatever here.
0: Yeah, and I love you mentioned the format. The best thing I think that Jock Market has, and there are a bunch of really cool things, but we just we always remind people, hey, it's not over. Once you're locked in, because you're rarely, if ever, locked in, it's all about then maneuvering with game script and flow and buying low, selling high, which is a second completely different and really unique element that nobody else is going to give you. So that's such a huge part, Jeff, right, in looking ahead of time at the IPO stage and then recognizing that, hey, maybe somebody is a little too expensive pre, but you could always take advantage of the game script once, once kickoff actually happens.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, part of it is identifying guys, you know, you, you got to make the decision. Are you going to invest in a guy early in the game? And then once you do that, are you going to leave yourself some, some shares, some money to (laughs) to go in with guys uh, in the the game and and who do you want to target there? So yeah, you can, you can, you can play jock market so many different ways. It's the, one of the beauty of the sites of the site. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll try and get into touch on as much as possible about it here.
0: And I'm curious, how do you see, because I think a lot of building and and looking at where we have as far as fair IPO price for tonight, for Thursday night specifically, how do you think this game plays out? Because I'm, I'm curious, just looking at it right from the single showdown standpoint of it, but also just from an overall narrative as far as. You know, do you like the Falcons? Maybe they're getting six and a half at home. Is this just a continued role for the Patriots defense? How do you kind of see this game playing out? We were talking about it on the awesome o odd show earlier. And I think I might sneak in a plus six and a half at home for no. Atlanta. I, I might, I might. <laughs> I mean, I I won't talk you out of it, but
1: it is, it is Thursday night. Right. And again, we only, we only need to look back to last week to see what happens sometimes in these short slate games teams don't have as long to prepare. It's just ugly. And I mean, you know, we we could easily get like some kind of 17, 13, 17, 14 game. And maybe the Patriots eke it out because they are the better team clearly, but um, you know, we could, we could definitely get an ugly game. The under could hit, um, yeah. and, and Atlanta could could keep this close and, and I, I get that viewpoint. I think that's definitely one probable outcome of tonight. I think the other probable outcome is that the Patriots are the better team here. Atlanta has Matt Ryan, a quarterback who he's looked good, but he's looked good against bad teams. And he's not facing a bad team tonight. and he's only on a three four day turnaround with no one number one wide receiver against the team that's just gonna smash two running backs in there throw the ball, complete a bunch of short passes and put up points. And I think the other more likely scenario is the Patriots just blast this Atlanta team back to like the last decade. I mean, uh, yeah. I think there's a very wide gap in these two teams right now. I think the Patriots have been underrated all year. And I think the Falcons are one of the worst four win teams in the NFL like ever. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> so I, I, I think that scenario is more likely, but you know, you're right to be suspicious of this big a point total on a Thursday night because even when I first looked at this line, I was like, my God, seven, six and a half points on a Thursday night game, Patriots on the road, this does smell trappy.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing is, okay, even if, it's, even if it's not totally trappy, right, even if the Patriots are able to get the victory here, the one thing, and, and we'll factor this into now how we look at some guys l- looking uh, forward here. By the way, it's uh, Frank Bialoas, if you remember the animal. for the off-season, for the off-talk convo. I'll get back to that when we're off the air. Yes, but I knew it was at the tip of my tongue. But here's the thing, though. Looking at this game, I I do think that you you raise an interesting point, which is, hey, New England could still win. It could still be somewhat trappy here to where the Falcons don't necessarily cover that spread, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be heavy scoring. That's the one thing we've seen, right, with a road team being the favorite on a short week struggles at times.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you do get that vibe from this game uh, again, that, you know, one of these teams could struggle to score if not both of them. Right. So I think where, where the 47 comes from, I mean, it's, again, it's it's mainly from the Patriots, the Patriots are the team. We should be able to rely on here to get us at least like 24, 25 points. Um, But you know, when we're taking Atlanta players, and especially like in the jock market, IPOs and stuff like that, Like we, we do not want to overpay for Atlanta players here. Uh, There's no chance. I'm not saying you have to avoid them all, but like, you know, you, you need to be careful. You do not want to be, I I feel like Atlanta players are a good one where you, you, you may even want to just wait until the game is on before you start deciding uh, whether to bid on some of them. But you know, guys like Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan, especially those two, you you really want to watch out how much you're bidding uh, in the pregame.
0: Yeah. I love that call because we have on our own projections here. So, uh, looking at everything, Alex has Mac Jones. Clearly, Matt Ryan is the two top projected guys, the quarterbacks. And there's Kyle Pitts, more so than than everybody else. Odd Shopper has a pretty strong play of under as far as receptions and receiving yards for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And, and I'm just, you know, you you're right where. Why take the risk on anybody really in Atlanta? I mean, look, we have Mike Davis because Patterson looks like, you know, he's going to be out there. So Mike Davis is projected, I imagine, just on volume 13.06. But Falcons are down 10, 14 points in the first half. Can we really count on Mike Davis to do much?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if Mike Davis does get there in this game, it's probably going to be as a pass catcher. So, you know, you can even make the argument like maybe him, maybe them getting down like helps him because – I think Mike Davis's other issue is Wayne Gallman looked okay last week. Yes. and was getting snaps over him. So, you know, if you're targeting Mike Davis, you might even be targeting him for those PPR points because they have used him in that role before. Uh, you know, we, we do have him, like, projected fairly high. I mean, you know, fifth highest in terms of value on Jockburn. So maybe there is something with that projection, again, like with that idea that with, with Patterson out, he'll be used more as a route runner. And I think that's definitely something I could see. I could even see him leading this team in receptions, if we're being honest, because I feel like Pitts is probably going to be well covered all game. And, um, you know, Davis, Matt, Matt, Ryan, I mentioned just looking, looking dusty, um, you know, just mm-hmm. probably just going to take those dump offs a lot in this game. So I think Mike Davis does have potential from there, but like you said, it's still a player. You're there's like a ton of risk here. And, and again, we add in the Wayne Gallman element from last week here. Um, if he looks good off the top, he might just steal all snaps. So.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting point, Jeff, of just about how Wayne Gallman has inserted himself into the ground game. Also with touches, if it's goal line, if it's just being the the main back, if you will, to get some ground opportunity or just splitting straight up, knowing that he's now fully inserted. It's a completely different projection by all means, as far as where Mike Davis is. I mean, it's nearly 10 full points, the difference there, but. Gallman doesn't look like, I mean, clearly with the six, you know, he's not looking to, as far as a projection to score, but I'm thinking, all right, if the Falcons get up, maybe if it's like seven to 10 points in the first quarter, do you start looking at taking advantage of Gallman before it becomes obvious that they would turn to run him a little bit more?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a great play. I mean, I think Gallman is is definitely someone I mean, maybe you grab some shares in the pregame, but again, I, I wouldn't go crazy with the Wayne Gallman either because there's so many paths where he gets like eight carries for 10 yards, and then they just ch- like dump off to Mike Davis for the right. rest of the game too, right? So don't <laughs> yep. don't take this as me going like just just buy all the Mike Wayne Gallman <laughs> shares or something, right? I think I think that's a very good good way to go about it. Is if you're watching the game and you're really taking advantage of the jock market and and you know trading in game. Um, Wayne Gallman's a guy that if Atlanta jumps out you know maybe they're they're moving the ball even just on the first drive and they get a red zone like just you know try and snap up some shares of Wayne Gallman or maybe they get ahead like you said and Mike Davis isn't running the ball well but Gallman looks a little bit better it's definitely one of those situations at running back for tonight for Atlanta where uh, both these guys have high bust factors Davis probably has the better floor because of that I I, again I I really feel like he's going to be pretty good pretty well involved in the pass game because of the limited options and just how limited Matt Ryan is. But um, they both have paths to get there. Uh, Gollman's is tougher to get to, but like you're going to be paying way cheaper prices. So there's probably a bigger payoff for it too.
0: So let's look at two other guys that jump out here and then we're going to bounce over after we're done with New England to the Sunday slate. A reminder here, hit that thumbs up button, make sure you're subscribed. Of course, not to just to the Awesome DFS channel, the odds, the fantasy football channels that we have for you as well. And look, that promo code above my head, above Jeff's head, is there for a reason. Use it. All right, we're giving you information here on how to win money on jock market. Use that. The promo code is awesome. You put in 50, we put in 50, and then you have a 100 bucks to play around with. So let's look at the other two receivers there because you're right with Mike Davis involved in the game plan. Let's assume I think the most reasonable assumption I would say here would be that the Falcons are down and they're going to be throwing the football, right? Okay. Now what does that mean for Russell Gage and Tajay Sharp?
1: Yeah. I I mean, if if we're going on past performances, it might not mean that much, right? Like it didn't mean much last week, but it it will mean that they're, they're both on the field a lot. And, and I mean, you've got sharp, like, you know, playing quite a few snaps as well and and Russell Gage kind of acting as a number one wide receiver, So it's going to mean they're on the field in a high volume passing spot. And this is where, this is again, where it gets dicey with, with trying to trust these Atlanta players is that we have seen these guys in these spots and they've busted completely before. So, you know, Tajay Sharp played 80% of the snaps two weeks ago and had one catch and one target. And, you know, there's no other wide receivers and he's still not getting the ball. So, um, these guys are hard to trust. Um, and, and it really comes down to, again, you, you just kind of don't want to be overpaying. Like I think Russell Gage will be the guy people gravitate t- towards to, and I, and I don't, I don't dislike him, but I almost like going with like Zacchaeus or, um, Zacchaeus yeah. or or even like Christian Blake, because it almost feels like those guys have just as good a chance to pick up target shares as you know, like, uh, as, um, as, uh, Sharp does. So um, just, just the, the whole theme of, of Atlanta is just don't overpay tonight. I, I think that the one player I'm semi bullish on would be Mike Davis just because of, of, of the factor that I, I think he's going to, like I said, I think he's, he might lead them in receptions, but that also comes with the Wayne Gallman factor. So and if you're targeting Davis, you know, you need to keep that in mind. So
0: let's look at the Patriots here. Mac Jones, clearly we, we have him. Alex has him right there at the top, as far as Projection for leading this game in fantasy points. We also have a pretty high value still for him. And I think that's probably combined with the fact that, look, he's just the the easiest guy to point to to say quarterback plays the right position, winning team. Therefore he'll lead the the night in in fantasy points. But we've seen this a lot of times where he ain't Lamar Jackson. So he's not making this up on the ground by any means, Jeff, right? If in no. fact it's a tight game, if it's a, a sluggish game, if it's a typical Thursday night game, you're spending $17 and 60 cents on a share of Mac Jones where it's not really guaranteed. And I, I hate to use the G word, so I won't, but you don't even feel great. How about the other G word about him being locked into a top three performer based on kind of history of the Thursday night games.
1: Yeah. I, and Mac Jones is, is interesting. You're right. I mean, he's, he's, he doesn't have that, that Lamar potential, but I I think where Mac Jones, and again, I think where his value score comes out here on Osimo is that true. Like he doesn't have the upside of Lamar, but who else is like, like there's not that many fantastic players that, that we necessarily have to worry about going off here. I mean, we mentioned Kyle Pitts. We're kind of down on him because, you know, the Patriots are probably going to take him away. Uh, and who else are, are going to go off for the Patriots? I mean, Jacoby Myers was one touchdown in like thirty games. Right. That, right. I, I I kind of like Jacoby Myers in this spot. Uh, Atlanta secondary has already given up thirteen touchdowns this year. Um, they, they don't bring a pass rusher, and he could just be open all night. So I definitely don't hate that. But I think the really the the big smash plays are going to be the running backs. But Mac Jones is going to have a safe floor, right? So yes, great point. Like, I, I'm looking at, I, I think that even if the Patriots win by a lot, Mac Jones may just drift in as like the fourth or fifth guy and still return ROI. I feel like Mac Jones is a pretty safe play here. Um, he may not have like as, as smashing an upside as, as like Lamar where, you know, if he goes off, he's, he's clearly going to win you the slate. But um, I, I think he's, he's definitely like bringing a pretty safe floor into a game where the Patriots, again, big, big favorites and have a really good implied team total.
0: What do we do with the running backs before we hit that? Or before we get out of here in New England, there's one guy that I love tonight, especially looking at the fair IPO value that we have for him, but he's not a running back. So you mentioned the backs three different guys on here. It is a constant mind bleep to try and figure out the rotation for this position for New England. But you you know, the the game script as you've laid out so far, Damien Harris and Stevenson, and then even Bolden here, what yeah. do you do to approach this position?
1: Yeah. And this is again, I mean, again, it's like, it's like this game needed more like, you know, puzzles for us to figure right. out. And like, <laughs> now we have to deal with Bill Belichick's running back rotation. Right. That's why the, I mean this game since the start of it, I mean, I looked at it on, I'm like, I can't, this is, this is giving me a headache already. And so, <laughs> you know, but let's dive into it. I mean, I, I really feel like it's, it. Damien Harris is the player. Um, yeah. And, and I'm going off. This is, the projections tell us that too. I mean, we, you know, for Alex's projections have him as, as like the the best value up there and with the highest projection. And I think, I think it's correct to do that. I mean, we've seen Harris not only get inserted last year in the lineup when, when Sony Michelle was still on the field, but you know, this year when he's come back from injury, they've gone right back to him. And, And if we know anything about Bill Belichick's career with running backs, he typically doesn't just like to just be like, okay, you're the rookie. Now you're the starter. Cause he had one good game. Yep. He just doesn't do that. I mean, going back to like the Jonas gray four touchdown game, who he then cut like two games later. Cause he slept <laughs> in one day. Like he just, it's just not a bill Belichick thing. So I don't like to rely on, on, you know, I guess we narrative or, or, history, but like, yeah. I, I've seen the Patriots too much to think that, that Ramondre Stevenson is just coming in here and taking 25 carries that so I'm, I'm feel pretty good about saying Harris is going to lead him in touches. Harris is a really good back. And, um, you know, if, if the, the, the scenario I laid out, I think the most probable one where the Patriots defense just dominates Matt Ryan, they get a ton of red zone opportunities. I I think this could just be a a big spot for Harris. So I look at him as, as the best kind of like, you know, pure upside play to his price where he is right now, his fair IPO. And and that's the running back I would try to get in on. But again, like all things in this game, it feels like maybe except Mac Jones, (laughs) um, there's just going to be a ton of of you know the, the, the floor and the ceiling for everyone in this game feels very big, the, the gap between the two
0: I, I wonder if it may and look, every stat, every trend can be used, good or bad, so you' never beholden to just one. But Harris has scored a touchdown, at least one in each of his last five games. So even with some issues as for trying to figure out what the hell's going on in the backfield, he's got scoring opportunities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and that's, I think, again, something you, 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 we can at least look back and say, okay, you know, like they, when they're in the red zone, they give it to Damien Harris. If he's healthy, they're probably going to go back to that. So yep. I think you could definitely see a scenario where both guys get involved too. I mean, it definitely wouldn't shock me to see them split carries, but I'd still be okay with Harris there. I feel like he's probably going to be uh, against first dibs. And if it's a close game, that's the other thing. Like, we can't just think about the blow factor. If it's a close game, I really feel like that is the scenario where Harris probably gets even more carries because, again, you probably, Bill Belichick, probably not going to default to the rookie in those situations.
0: Last one. We'll hit the main slate here before we get out, Jeff. And again, you out there, hit that thumbs up button. Please make sure you're subscribed to all three channels, the DFS, the odds, and the awesome season-long fantasy football channel. And then above that, right there, you see it. Jock market. Use the code. Awesome. you put in 50. We put in 50. I love Hunter Henry, $5 73 cents for a fair IPO value. He is clearly the rookie and that's the operative word here. Quarterbacks best friend when it comes to red zone scoring. I don't need more than like 25, 30 yards. If I have the threat of possibly two touchdowns from him tonight, Jeff, I don't know if you, if you've looked at him in that similar regard, he's had uh, six of his last seven, at least one touchdown, clearly a red zone target for Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, it's, you know, I, I think the bigger thing here is um, with uh, the Joe new Smith news, I don't think we've gotten news on Joe new Smith yet. Um, still I'm, questionable. I'm You're right. Still questionable. So uh, Hunter Henry. And again, this is, uh, this is, you know, one, one of the beauties of jock market. I mean, you could wait right up until the the, the end and, and you could even just wait until the game starts. And, and if, if Smith gets ruled out, you could take some shares of Hunter Henry. So that's probably the way I would like to play it, but I don't disagree. I mean, you know, you've got Henry coming in. He's not even like, he's below uh, you know, in price, uh, the, the, two wide receivers, I, I think with his usage in the red zone here. Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and you could pair him, you know, a good pairing tonight would be if you're taking shares of Mac Jones, why not take shares of Hunter Henry with him? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a great play because Matt Jones, like I said, a pretty safe play in this game. Like I really do feel like that, but if he does have a big game, you're, he's probably dragging Hunter Henry with him in this spot. So, because the two have probably connected. So I really like that for like, uh, you know, again, how to play this, um, there's, there's multiple paths for those guys to get there tonight against, uh, against, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So
0: so I'm sorry, Jeff. So looking at the the main slate here on Sunday, and again we have all NFL DFS projections there, and Jock Market is on there for you to use. We have, as usual, suspects. I think, although here comes Mahomes inserting himself right there at the top after last week. Is there anybody that that catches your eye? Doesn't even need to be a quarterback spot. There's a narrative that I wanted to throw your way before we get out with Jalen Hurts you know, I'm here, and I see you rocking the shirt today, too. You want to show the audience? that's yeah, no, the shirt. we
1: got the, the, the Philly special. I mean, Big Nick. Nick Look at Foles, that. Big Nick Foles household here. So, I mean.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, along with every other household in Philadelphia that's proper. Right. Are we expecting the Philly special? To, is Mac Jones going to catch the football tonight thrown by uh, Stevenson?
1: <laughs> no, uh, I mean.
0: Why not? Sure. Um, you know, we'll add to Mac
1: Jones's upside. I don't know. I mean, right. it would be, it would be great <laughs> if they did that,
0: but uh. it'd be hilarious. Um, but just looking at a couple of guys and, and you know, as far as value is concerned, it's a little different based off of projection. It's not always quarterbacks right there at the top, Devonte Adams, the first non quarterback. And then you have Debo, Eckler, even Tyree Hill now working his way back up from a value standpoint. Was there a, a, a name, based off of either projection or value that you think makes the most sense to target in that pre IPO.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a couple different guys for sure. Um, I do like, I do like targeting the, um, the Cincinnati Bengals offense um, this week. Mm. Like I I think you could. And again, I like this because they're, they're not, you know, they're not really on the first names off people's minds this week, but you know, the, the, the Vegas Raiders, I, I feel like there's too much going on with that team right now. I feel like their defense definitely regressing back to the norm as we saw last week. They got off to a hot start. They got some pass rush. That's dried up. I don't think their pass defense is good as good as it appears. And now you got the Bengals with Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow. all kind of just, you know, not, not really going to be someone that you have to bid up for. I think Joe Mixon is in a big, big spot here. This is a player who's had like over hundred yards on nine, his last nine catches. He's staying involved in the past game. He's been per- more productive on the ground. Um, I, I think it's a really good spot. It's a bad Raiders rush defense. So I, I like targeting the Bengals more as just like kind of the value trail. Like if you're looking to really stack a team and, and go crazy, I think there's, there's some opportunity for scoring there. That's probably the first uh, group of people that come to mind, but I am, uh, I am probably going to get sucked into Cam Newton this week too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, you know, I I get that people are skeptical, and and everyone brings up how bad he played last year. I don't know, man. I mean, like, who cares? Hey, like, I'm not looking at football stat. We're talking about fantasy production. Right. He's gonna he's gonna run the ball. Like he, he's there, He's gonna be their red zone guy. This is classic. I think Matt Rule has has realized like maybe they made a mistake with Sam Darnold, and, and maybe this is their second chance here. And uh, Washington is not a good defense. Um, I, I I really do expect Cam to potentially really put one on here. So uh, I'll get sucked into it. You know, if, if it, uh, if we get like the, the mems of cam, you know, next week, let's throw like three picks with the unback stuff then whatever, but he's looking just, I, I, I think the spot and all things considered with, with how Carolina could be running this offense. Uh, I think it's a good week to buy in on him.
0: What does that do though? And we saw this even last week, right? He's going to take touches and he's going to take scoring opportunities. He's the vulture and I love running yeah with cam don't get me wrong but what does this do mainly if anything for you with mccaffrey
1: you know long term like i don't think it's i don't think it's that big a deal you will i think you'll have more games where you know cam does potentially steal some touchdowns but i think long term this could be a good thing for for chris and mccaffrey again if you're if i mean you only have to look at 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 some other offenses we've seen like uh um, you you know, around the league, maybe Baltimore isn't the greatest example, just because Lamar is such a prolific runner, but, um, you know, with, with even just some mobile quarterbacks attacking with, with a really good run base. Um, I think it, it'll probably increase McCaffrey's efficiency, probably take down his touchdown probability a little bit in the long run, but you know, I I think the two will even out. So, um, you could think about even using them. This is the spot where just like, you think about using like Mixon and burrow together, you could use cam and McCaffrey together because, I think this Carolina team definitely has a shot here to, uh, to put one on as well.
0: I'll, I'll leave you with this thought here about Jalen hurts. I know he's been a monster when it comes to fantasy point performance. We have him pretty high up. The value is there as well, but here's something to think about. They're going up against an even better defense than the Broncos. The saints are a better rush defense. I think Jalen hurts. Like, I think the Eagles are going to be down. I know Mike, just earmuffs this so I, I don't ruin your day. But I think the Eagles are going to be down, which then opens up that third to fourth quarter opportunity for Hurts to move around like we saw earlier in the year. It's slowed down significantly over the last three weeks because there was such a commitment to run the ball, Jeff. But yep. I don't think they're going to be able to do that as easily against the Saints, which means more throws, which means down, which means more opportunity to run against a softer defense. I don't know if you approach that maybe pre or if you'd like to wait and see, but I think we're, we could be back to that early season, second half domination from Hurts when it comes to a fantasy point production.
1: Yeah, so you've, you've hit on two things I really like, and this is a good strategy thing to go off on. Jalen Hurts is like the perfect example of a quarterback I feel like you don't need to target in the IPOs most weeks because he gets bit up. Everyone knows he's got the rushing upside. Everyone's excited about him still, but half of the time when Jalen hurts goes off, it's because he had a crappy first half they're down. And then he just runs wild in the second half. Like you said, Uh, you look at the saints defense, what they've done. They they've really given it up against the past too. I mean, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think there's going to be good garbage time here for hurts at the very least the Eagles still not a good rushing team. I know they've improved a little bit and and stuff like that, but I I think the, the saints probably stuffed them against the run. And, and at the very least they forced Hertz to beat them. I I think Hertz could do it too. I mean, I I think they could just maybe come out and, and surprise them with a little bit more passing. Philly could too. So multiple ways for Hertz to get there this week. Uh, It's always a little bit scary. against a good defense, but that should only keep the IPO prices down. And like I said, uh, if he starts slow, man, like really look to him in game because we've seen him do this so many times before.
0: Awesome, brother. It's a pleasure, man, uh, and I'm surprised we haven't done this sooner, you and I.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, <laughs> happy to get on uh, the NFL shows and uh, I'm yeah, sure man. The, uh, more opportunities. Uh, like I said, love talking about the, the jock market streets and, the, and the, the IPO opportunities and stuff, man. Fun format if you guys haven't tried it yet. Definitely get in on it.
0: Awesome. Appreciate everybody hanging with us. See you, Shelton and Spencer, in the chat. Make sure you're following at the Fantasy Grind for Jeff on Twitter, at Shander Show for me, Mike. Awesome, yo, producing. Jock Market, awesome is the code right there. Awesome-O 50, pardon me, is the code there. $50 deposit bonus, and we're going to match your 50 with our own 50. Awesome, Jeff. It's a pleasure, man, for Jeff, for Mike, for awesome here. Thank you all out there. Hit that thumbs-up button on your way out, and we'll see you next week.